This is Live Well Talk on Menopause. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UnityPoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Joining us today is UnityPoint Clinic Family Medicine, Dr. Alicia Allen, to share information on signs, symptoms, and the journey of menopause. Good morning. Good morning. What is menopause exactly? It really is a transition for women. It's a time when they're having uh, hormonal fluctuations. So it just doesn't happen overnight, though. I mean, I'm sure, or does it? I mean, there's a typically process or a, a transition you mentioned? Yeah, typically, no. It is actually a transition. Women will start having hormonal fluctuations actually five full years before they really hit that menopausal stage. What, what is the average age? The average age is 51. Uh, 90% of women will go through menopause between the age of 45 and 55. So there are outliers on either side of that as well. So I know that from my area of training that estrogen has some beneficial effect on prevention of cardiovascular disease. Women have less. So how, do, how does it, when do they start to lose that protective effect that they had prior to menopause compared to? Usually right at menopause okay. when their estrogen levels fall really to that, that would be equal to a male's. Okay. Um, well, speaking of males, is there male menopause? There is some hormonal fluctuations in men that they experience with age as well. Just for the people listening, I slightly stumped uh, Dr. Allen with that one. Uh, what happens to your body as you begin uh, to go through menopause? Well, there's real changes in um, many organ systems. You know, the first symptom that you will get is hot flashes, but women will also experience dryness, vaginal dryness, painful intercourse. Sleep disturbances is probably the number one symptom that people actually complain about when they come to my office. They can handle sometimes the hot flashes, but the fact that they can't sleep anymore and they're tired all the time is a huge disruption to their life, particularly just the quality of their life. And do, do hot flashes occur more at night or is it any time during the day? Typically, hot flashes can be in the day and night. In the night form, you'll get night sweats with that. So women will sweat a lot at night, which is also disrupts their sleep. Certainly. Uh, um, Over-the-counter uh, products to help alleviate those symptoms. Uh, I, I can kind of remember seeing some herbal recommendations, and I can't think of the one that was popular maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, are there any over-the-counter remedies that can help help with these? Not ones that we tend to recommend. Um, you have to be careful with some of those depending on other risk factors that you have. So we tend to not recommend those as first line or just generic recommendations for all women. Okay. Is there a prescription medication that can help the, with? There is. Um, actually, uh, hormone replacement therapy, or another term for that more commonly now, is menopausal hormone therapy. If you're really looking at healthy women with um, minimal risk factors in the ages of their early 50s, can be very effective for the treatment of this. There are certain populations that cannot take those, but a lot of women can safely take those to minimize the symptoms and have a good or a better transition through this time of their life. So patient presents... She is 51 years of age, describing symptoms of menopause. Do you do any sort of lab tests for estrogen, progesterone, et cetera, or do you just make it a clinical diagnosis? It is truly a clinical diagnosis. So laboratory testing is really of no value in those situations? We will do it at times, particularly if the symptoms are atypical or the story doesn't quite make sense. But the true definition of menopause is going 365 days without any menstrual bleeding. Hence the term pause. Pause. I got that. Um, is, is there an age where, uh, outside the bell curve where you either, you, you are worried that it's happening too soon, uh, early menopause, um, is, is that such a thing? 
Absolutely. It's, um, the official term for that is premature ovarian failure. Um, and that has a lot of health consequences to women. So if you have a young 40-year-old female who has stopped menstruating, we do work that up significantly and would then offer you know, more intensive hormonal replacement because there are some benefits, particularly when you're young, of having estrogen and progesterone in your body. Speaking of the, the not menstruating, uh, which n- not my area especially, but I presume that means you're not ovulating, right? Correct. What, yes. Okay. This, we have to keep it simple for me. But so did, what do you, what do, how do you counsel your patients on birth control in those situations or whatever method they're using? How, how does that work? Well, that's kind of where some of your testing comes into effect. You have to make sure that someone who's not menstruating um, is because her ovaries are no longer working, therefore she's not ovulating. You can stop menstruating for other reasons, actually, and then that you would still be fertile. So you need to kind of make that distinction with testing. And some of that testing includes radiographic testing and stuff. So uh, advanced imaging studies for some sort of malignancy of the... Yeah, you have to look for something called endometrial hyperplasia. Sometimes you can build up your lining in your uterus and it's just not shedding like it's supposed to be shedding, which means you're not menstruating. And we need to look for that because that is actually a risk factor for endometrial cancer. So we need to look at that type, that tissue area. Uh, not to, to stay within the same, um, and, and this is, I know it's out of your special, but I think you're probably going to know the answer to this. So if, uh, if a woman has a hysterectomy, removal of the uterus, when, when do they make it a total versus partial? When, when, sometimes they leave the ovaries, sometimes they take them out. Do you know why that is? That's really up to the surgeon doing the surgery. And a lot of the factors that come into that are um, age. If they're over 50, they tend to keep those ovaries out or take those ovaries out. If they're a young 40-year-old who's having bleeding issues, they tend to keep those ovaries in to keep those hormones circulating in her body. So she would go through menopause more at 51. But if you're a 55-year-old lady and you're still having bleeding or other issues, they often will take those ovaries. So it's a um, combined decision with the surgeon okay. and the patient. Right. I, I've just, I've never known, I've thought about that, but I've never asked. So I'm glad I did. So if, you, if the, so the woman that has, that's 40, has dysfunctional uterine bleeding, has her uterus removed, ovaries remain, they'll still go through menopause, correct? Correct. And what, will, does it happen sooner or does it stay with the 51 years of age average? I think it's variable. I've seen, um, I haven't really looked at the research for that. Um, obviously, there's some trauma with going through the surgery. But in general, theoretically, they should still go through menopause at their regular typical age that they were destined to do before their uterus was removed. And yet you had you'd mentioned in a brief conversation we had earlier prior to the podcast that uh, you, you you are aware of cases where women have had hot flashes well into the, their uh, eighth decade of life. That's, that, that's, that seems unfair. And would you continue to symptomatically treat those women? So the recommendation really is to treat symptomatic women for approximately five years from the time that they go through menopause. So, um, but I did look at the research just to see, and they did recommend that if they're a symptomatic low-risk female doing well on menopausal hormonal replacement that you have a mutual decision making with that patient individually. Huh. When, when we say hot flash, I should ask this question earlier, it, it's described as a flash. How long, do, how long does those, the symptoms last? Does it... Typically, women will say seconds to minutes. So women who complain, I'm hot all the time, really is not a hot flash that's related to menopause. That's something else going on. But they'll get this sensation. Typically, it comes from their chest up into their head and then kind of out. Okay. All right. So a little bit different than night sweats like you'd see with lymphoma or something like Correct. that, which is more of a sustained symptoms. 
Well, this has been great information, Dr. Allen, and, and I, uh, I feel more knowledgeable about the subject, but I, I will uh, um, defer to your expertise if I do have a patient that needs uh, recommendations. Again, this is Dr. Alicia Allen, a physician with UniPoint Clinic Family Medicine. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.